Deuteronomy chapter 8, Moses is still continuing his big long speech. The entire book of Deuteronomy is one long speech, so it's continuing. And this is the speech of Moses that he gave to the people before he died. 1. All the commandment which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers. And that's the land of Canaan, which will become Israel. 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God hath led thee these forty years in the wilderness, that he might afflict thee, to prove thee, to know what was in thy heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or no. Have you ever wondered why you've suffered, even though you were obeying the Lord? When I was young, I used to obey the Lord, and I suffered a lot, and I began to believe that God was against me, and lost my faith that the Lord cared about me, because he had let me suffer even when I was obeying him. And so I just gave up on him, and I went my own way. Then later on, when I was a lot older, I became born again. One of the biggest things that God taught me after I became born again was all those years that I was suffering, all he was doing was testing my faith. He was proving me, and I failed the test. I didn't realize it was a test, and that's why I failed. If you're obeying the Lord and walking with him and you're suffering anyway, it's a test. So stay faithful. Don't give up on him. God doesn't let bad things happen to us because he hates us. He lets bad things happen to glorify his own name when he brings us out of it and to prove our love for him. Because if we still love him even when we're suffering, that's genuine love. Like Job in the Bible. When Job suffered, he continued to love the Lord. And when Jesus suffered, he continued to obey and love the Father even though he was suffering. Why would God put us through a test? Not only is it to give us the opportunity to prove that we love him, because we really do need that opportunity both for ourselves and for him. We need to know that our love is genuine. But also, it's because there's rewards waiting for us in heaven. When you pass the test, believe me, you're going to have an eternal reward for that. There's going to be award ceremonies in heaven, and people are going to be really amazed at how God honors what they went through. He doesn't forget anything that you've gone through. He loves you. He's with you. And he really wants you to pass the test and not fail it. And if you think about it, if God never tested us, neither we nor he would actually know if our love is sincere. So the test is essential to knowing if your love is sincere. 3. And he afflicted thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every thing that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Now this is an important Bible verse, because it tells us a lot of things. For one thing, remember when the Israelites grumbled when they were hungry? Well, he allowed them to be hungry, not because he wanted them to grumble, but again, it was a test to see if they would honor him and love him even in their hunger. And they didn't. They grumbled. They failed that test. And then he gave them manna anyway. Now the manna is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the manna that came from heaven. He told us that in the New Testament. He also told us he is the bread of life. And manna was a bread that kept them alive in the desert. The manna is Jesus. It represents Jesus. When you and I are hungry spiritually, what does the Father give us but the Son? He gives us His Son to nourish us spiritually. When we walk with the Son and we obey Him, we become spiritually nourished. That is salvation. 
And now the other thing important about this verse is these are the very words that Jesus spoke to Satan when Satan tempted him in the wilderness. When we get to the New Testament and we get to the part where Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, Satan came to tempt him and the first thing he tempted him with was bread. And he said, turn that rock into bread if you're hungry. And Jesus had the power to turn the rock into bread because he is God. But Jesus refused to do it and he said these very words in this verse, Man doth not live by bread only, but by everything that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord. What comes out of the Lord's mouth but his word, and the word is Jesus Christ. When they ate the manna from heaven, they were eating the word of Jesus Christ, the law of God. His law is life-giving. By his law we live. Jesus was sent into the desert to fast, not to eat. And when Satan tempted him to turn the rock into bread, Jesus was telling Satan, I am the bread, and I am the word of God, and this body will live by the word of God. For thy raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Now we know another interesting detail. The whole forty years that they were traveling, their clothes never got old. God made their clothes last for 40 years, and he also never allowed their feet to swell from all the walking. They were on their feet a lot, but their feet never got swollen. This is a miracle too. That's how it is when you and I walk with Jesus. We won't wear out. When we're walking in the shadow of Jesus, we will not wear out spiritually. 5. And thou shalt consider in thy heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. I've been disciplined by the Lord, and it was extremely painful, but it was good for me, because it taught me not to sin anymore. One of the things that led me to repentance was I didn't like the punishment. He only chastens those he loves, and it's because he wants us to have a motivation to stop sinning. 6. Thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, and to fear him. 7. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and deeps, springing forth in valleys and hills. Not only will they have the ocean on the west, and the Jordan River running through it, but they're going to have springs all throughout the land. So in this good land of Israel, there are springs and wells. 8. A land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey. This is abundance, and this is prosperity and wealth. He's going to nourish their bodies as he nourishes their spirits. 9. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, thou shalt not lack anything in it. A land whose stones are iron, and out of whose heels thou mayest dig brass. Their bread will be in abundance, their wheat and their barley will grow in abundance. They'll always have more bread than they need. Also, he will provide iron and brass that they can mine in the hills. 10. Thou shalt eat and be satisfied, and bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. 11. Beware lest thou forget the Lord thy God, in not keeping his commandments and his ordinances and his statutes which I command thee this day. 12. Lest when thou hast eaten and art satisfied, and hast built goodly houses, and dwelt therein. 13. And when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied. 14. Then thy heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, who brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Moses is saying, whenever you eat, and you are satisfied with what God has given you, you must bless his name. Otherwise, in time, you will forget that he's the one who blessed you, and you'll start thinking that you're a self-made person and you did it on your own. We need to remember to thank God for everything. 
If we stop thanking him and stop being grateful, we will very soon become arrogant and think that we don't need him. 15. Who led thee through the great and dreadful wilderness, wherein were serpents, fiery serpents, and scorpions, and thirsty ground, where was no water? Who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint? The rock of Horeb was made of flint, and the water came pouring out of it to satisfy millions of people and millions of cattle. And that was in a dry, thirsty place that was full of scorpions. They were actually attacked by the fiery serpents when they disobeyed the Lord, but then he restored them. He'll bring us into deserts at times. He'll bring us into the wilderness and into the desert to test our faith again. Whenever you are down and out and you're losing everything, maybe you're sick and you're confused, don't give up the faith. Thank the Lord for what he has done for you and expect more miracles from him and just keep praising his name and you will be delivered. What happens with us humans is as soon as we're down and out, we immediately get bitter and disgruntled and start complaining and we immediately lose our faith. And that's what we need to resist. And God deserves our praise all the time, even if we're sick, even if we're in poverty, even if we're being persecuted. He always deserves our praise because we wouldn't even be alive if it weren't for him. We couldn't take another breath if it weren't for him. Every second of our lives, he is worthy of praise. Believe me, heaven is coming sooner than we think. And when we get there, we're going to look back and say, wow, I'd go through all that a thousand times over if I could again be in this place. Heaven is going to be worth, far worth, every little thing that we suffered here. And we'll think that our suffering was nothing. 16. Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might afflict thee, and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. 17. And thou say in thy heart, My power and the might of my hand hath gotten me this wealth. And that's what arrogant people do. They think that they did it their way and that they're self-made. And it's all a lie. None of us have anything except what God gave us, whether it's good looks, money, popularity, wealth, a career, children, whatever it is, all of that comes from the Lord. And it's so arrogant and deviant to think that we did it on our own because it's not possible. You know, there are people that are really good looking. They didn't make themselves that way. God did. And nobody made themselves intelligent or good at crafts or good at anything. God did it. 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers, as it is this day. 19. And it shall be, if thou shalt forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, I forewarn you this day that ye shall surely perish. And that's a spiritual warning. If we follow other gods like sports figures and movie stars and whatever Buddha or whatever we're into, we will perish eternally. 20. As the nations that the Lord maketh to perish before you, so shall ye perish, because ye would not hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Moses is saying, if you guys become idolatrous like the Canaanites, you will suffer the same end. You will be destroyed. And that concludes Deuteronomy chapter 8.